Welcome to Connect Church. We're a new church in the East Windsor Heightstown area, and we're a church that is looking to connect to Jesus and community. We're so glad you've joined us. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Connect Church. My name is Frank. Uh, I'm the pastor here, and we're just so excited that you're with us today. Uh, Next week is Easter. It's hard to believe March is over, essentially, and Easter is here next week. We can't wait. Again, join us. We are just so excited to be able to gather together again. For that Sunday, we're changing location to the Heightstown Firehouse, and our in-person and our online service are both at 10.30 a.m. that day. We can't wait to see you there. Today, we finish our series, Open Hearts. So far, we talked about how the Father's heart is to reconcile his children back to him. We see that in, in the beginning that, that man chose sin, and, and because of that, since that choice till now, we've seen man wrestle with this idea of being reconciled to God with, with our choice of sin. Last week we talked about because of sin, now our heart, there's an issue with our heart. We are broken, and, and it's in that that oftentimes we need God to completely change us and shape us on the inside. We can think and believe something all we want, but until our heart changes, it won't follow behind. And even today on Palm Sunday, we think of that idea that they worshiped Jesus one week, but they missed who he really was. And I think sometimes we're guilty of that where we say one thing or hope God gives us this, but we miss the, the redeeming work that he does in bringing us back to him. Today, as we close out the series, it's really just going to be the practical application to everything that we talked about so far. Sometimes it can be easy to think we need to guilt someone or make them fear some fear God or eternity in order to have faith. Uh, maybe even hearing this, you start to feel guilty, like you have to do it. Today we just want to, again, show sharing our faith really is something that just comes from our hearts when we really love Jesus. And once we feel the freedom of that and we realize it's not knowing everything it's not it's not um forcing people to believe but it's just simply living out of the overflow of what god is doing in our hearts it's freeing um and so we've talked about this a lot in the series we will talk about whatever we're excited about so whatever you are passionate about is what you are going to talk about for me i love food probably too much but I love food and so when I go somewhere and there's great food I tell everyone I know about it because I want them to experience something I'm passionate about when it comes to the New York Yankees or the New York Giants I am happy to talk about that all the time because I'm passionate about it by the way it's been a great start to free agency for the Giants they've signed a lot of really great players Another one that I'm really passionate about is Pokemon. And when Pokemon Go came out, it, it took over my life for a while. And, and so I'm, when I'm passionate about something, I give my time, my energy to it. And through this series, I've really been evaluating my heart. And our prayer is that you would do the same. Why don't we have that same sort of passion about Jesus? And if we do, then why doesn't it overflow out of our lives to where we talk about what he's doing in our lives to the people around us? Today, we're going to take a look at a story about a man who had his life radically changed because of Jesus. And after that moment, he just told his story. 
he shared what Jesus had done, and it's just a really, really cool story. And today, hopefully, we'll draw some parallels from that story to our lives and how we can share our faith. So Mark chapter 4, 35 to Mark 5, 20. It's going to be a bit of a passage today. Um, but I love this story, and I think it's so practical in how we share our faith. And so here we go. Mark 4, 35 to 38 says this. On that day... When evening had come, he said to them, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. And other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Oftentimes when we read this story, we focus on trusting God in the storm, that he can calm the storm. And those are true. Those are the, the right things to draw out of this passage. But there's also another part of this passage that's interesting. It's this. As we continue reading, it says, He awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. The wind ceased and there was a great calm. And he said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? See here, Jesus is showing his sovereign control over the physical world. We see that here God created everything and because of that he has control over the winds, the waves, and the things that happen in our world. Jesus said that in that moment he spoke and, and the winds were calm. The storm was still. And, and I look at that moment and I see the disciples who say, don't you care if we die? And, and Jesus kind of wakes up and he's like, trust me. And, and I think as we walk into this, we need to trust that God is working and moving. I think sometimes we just see the physical end of things. And maybe we see some of the things that we're going through and they're tough and they're difficult and we struggle or we're not sure why. But as we read in a moment, it could be that God is actually preparing us to give us a story and something to share with people and who they were. See, Jesus, when he invited his disciples to him, he said that he was going to make them fishers of men. That as they were invited into community with him, it was his charge to them. Okay, follow me, but I'm going to teach you now how to do for others what I'm doing for you. If Jesus were in this room today, he sees the physical, who you are. He sees your skills. Maybe you aren't a fisherman. Maybe you're a business person, a teacher, a lawyer, a parent, a student. See whatever it is. Today, Jesus is saying to you, follow me and I will take your giftings. I will take the place that you're at. I will take all of the physical things going on in your life and I will use them to do something great. But not just great so that you benefit, great so that you are able to share who I am to the people around you to show the world what I am doing in your life. See, God is in the position or in the business of positioning us for his glory. God is in the, in the business of putting us in the spots where we are able to share who he is. And so today, what influence do you have right now? 
What tough season are you in? What storm may you be going through that really, as God shapes your character through it, gives you the ability to talk about who God is? Why do you have joy when you go through something hard? Why do you have hope when life seems to be caving in around you? These are opportunities for us to share, to reconcile people back to God, to, to take God's heart and to make it our own. How do I know this? See, as we begin Mark 5, it says, they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gerasenes. Now there's a map on the screen, and, and this is important. See, because they were headed across the lake, not down the lake. This storm took them 13 miles off course. And can I say this today? Sometimes it may feel like life is off course from where you want it to go. But maybe, just maybe, God is preparing you for something bigger than you had in your mind. Maybe God is preparing you for a, a moment or a platform to be able to share what that storm, what you went through, was like so that you could reconcile people back to God. How do I know that God was in this, in this moment, in this storm, and how he was using it to, to be able to share the good news of who he was? We continue with the story and we see, again, they got 13 miles off course, but because of that storm putting them off course, they have an interaction with the man and it changes everything. Let's read a little more. Verses two to four say, when Jesus had stepped out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit. He lived among the tombs and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he had often been bound with shackles and chains, but he wrenched the chains apart and he broke the shackles in pieces. No one had the strength to subdue him. Right here, they meet a man who says that he had an unclean spirit living in him. They try and chain him down. They try and keep him bound, and they can't. He breaks the chains. And to think about that strength is incredible. But see, this is where Jesus begins to show who he really is. They were trying to solve a spiritual problem with a physical solution. And I think sometimes we think the same thing. See, when we're trying to reconcile people to God, it's not just about the physical. It's about the spiritual beings that are behind the scenes working and moving. And so when we pray and we invite God to move and to work, we're also moving in the spiritual realm. That's why prayer is so important when it comes to reconciling people to the heart of God. See, bringing people to Jesus isn't just about physical things. It's not just about serving well or loving people. And trust me, I love those things. But sometimes it's not just about meeting a physical need. We continue reading about this man night and day among the tombs and on the mountains. He was always crying and cutting himself with stones. This man lived in the tombs above the city. And so as, and, and, and in caves, so when he would yell, when he would scream out, the, it would echo in the town below. So in a sense, he was almost like terrif terrifying the village. These people were afraid of this man, which is why they tried to chain him. 
Verse 6 through 7 say, And when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and fell down before him. Crying out with a loud voice, he said, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I adjure you by God, do not torment me. And now Jesus here shows his sovereignty over the spiritual world too. We saw earlier that he calmed the storm and, and showed that he's sovereign over the physical, but now we see he is the Messiah, he is the Savior, he is who he says he is because he has control over the spiritual. These beings that are in this man obey him and they know who he is. He is showing in this moment that he is the one who restores and reconciles us to God. The conversation continues in verse 8. He says, For he was saying to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. And Jesus asked, What is your name? I love that Jesus stops here and says, What is your name? When's the last time you think that someone asked him, what his name was. He was known as the guy in the caves, the guy who broke the chains, the scary guy, the guy that was uncontrollable. I'm sure people had many names about him, but Jesus asks for his name. And in that, Jesus is saying, today I see you. You may be forgotten by the people around you. You may be viewed as, as a, a, a burden to this community, but I see you. And today, watching this, know this, Jesus sees you where you are. People may have overlooked you, forgotten you, given up on you, but the grace of Jesus is for you. Today, he knows you by name. He cares about you. He loves you, and he wants to see you reconciled to him. We continue reading verses 10 to 17 say, the man replied, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he begged him earnestly not to send them out of the country. Now a great herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside, and they begged him, saying, Send us to the pigs, let us enter them. So he gave them permission. And the unclean spirits came out and entered the pigs, and the herd, numbering about 2,000, rushed down the steep bank into the sea and drowned in the sea. The herdsmen fled and told it in the city and in the country, and people came to see what had happened. Then they came to Jesus and saw the demon-possessed man, the one who had had the legion sitting there clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And those who had seen it described to them what had happened to the demon-possessed man and to the pigs, and they began to beg Jesus to depart from their region. This part is crazy to me. They, they see Jesus take a man who they were scared of and terrified of and tried to chain up. And Jesus heals him. He sets him free. And they're scared. And they beg Jesus to leave. They didn't want him there anymore. And it's because they didn't understand who he was. They didn't get that Jesus was the Messiah that had been prophesied for years. They didn't understand that Jesus was coming to change everything, to reconcile us back to the heart of God. And even as I read that, it sounds like our world. A lot of our world doesn't understand who Jesus truly is. 
they see maybe portrayals of him or, or what they think of him or maybe what they see on social media, but they don't truly understand and know who Jesus is. That's our part in this. That's where we're supposed to come in and help bring understanding to who Jesus is and in, in the way that we live our lives, the way that we talk. We finish out the story and it says this. As he was getting into the boat, this is Jesus, as Jesus getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed with demons begs him that he might go with him. And he did not permit him, but said to him, go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. As I read this, this frustrates me a little bit. This man wants to stay with Jesus, who he changed everything for him. And he's like, Jesus, just let me come with you. But Jesus says, no. And after I was done being frustrated by that, I realized why. See, Jesus wasn't saying, don't come with me, but he's saying, now it's your turn to go home, to go to these people who have seen you the way that you were before you met me, and then they'll see you now, and it's your job to help them understand who I am and what I've done for you. See, today, hear this, most of the kingdom of God isn't won by people who go to a foreign land. It's won by the people who stay home, who live their life on mission in the day to day, in your job, in your family, in your hobbies, in your activities, whatever it is that you enjoy doing or that maybe God has gifted you to do, it's there that God is calling us to bring understanding of who he is and as we're about to read, because this man stayed home, he changed his entire region. Verse 20 says, he went away and began to proclaim in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him and everyone marveled. This man changed this region. They were drawn to Jesus because of his story. He brought understanding of who he was. Two chapters later, the people bring out the sick and they gather around Jesus. See what changed? At one moment, they wanted to run. The next, crowds gathered. See, it was a man called Legion giving his testimony. It was a man called Legion who went home and shared who Jesus had been to him. And just a really cool part about this, too, is see, 30 years later, when Christians were being persecuted and they flee Jerusalem, where do they go? They go to this region and they hide in the caves where Legion used to live and terrorize and scare the people in the village. The Christians under persecution ran and hid in these. It became a place of refuge and safety. Why? Because of a man named Legion who shared his story who changed the region of people who follow Jesus. And as Christians in Jerusalem were being persecuted, they fled back to that area because they knew that they would be safe there. What an incredible story that didn't just even impact the region, but impacted areas outside of there, all because he shared who Jesus had been to him. From the story of Legion, we see that God is at work all around us. 
But you and I are still part of the story. You and I are God's chosen means of being his heart, uh, of showing his heart, of reconciling people back to him. And this should give me and you a boldness and a faith as we share who Jesus is. The things we go through, they're not to punish us, but they're, they're to help us be able to relate and show people and give them understanding in parts of life where maybe sometimes it's difficult to see we can speak into those. And this passage is really about reaching your hometown. It's about being missional where you are. This passage helps us see that our role is significant. But it shouldn't stress us out again because Jesus is in control of the physical and the spiritual. We just need to be obedient. See, our success in terms of, of sharing our faith, of, of reaching people, isn't about results, but it's about our obedience. Again, we can't control how people react or respond when we share the good news of who Jesus is. But were we obedient? Did we do what God asked us to do? Again, God often uses the most unlikely of people today watching this, you're qualified. Regardless of how long you've known Jesus, just share who he's been to you. Talk about what he's done in your life. And if you can't formulate that today, I encourage you to do it. I often say, write down what God has done in you three different ways, in a sentence, in a paragraph, and in a page. Sometimes you only get to share the one sentence version. Uh, I was this, I met Jesus, now I'm this. Sometimes you get to share the one paragraph and sometimes you get to share the entire story with all the details, but know all three. So today, some practical next steps as we close out. First is we need to pray for the lost. Again, it starts, we need to start with prayer because it changes our heart, it changes our passions, the things that we desire, but it also moves God on the spiritual end of things that we don't see. Again, we can't fight a spiritual battle with physical things, and prayer is our spiritual battle. Again, as a church, we're committing to this every Friday where we encourage you to fast with us. We're gonna pray for people to come to know Jesus on Fridays. You can fast a meal, you can fast sun up to sundown, you can fast the whole day, whatever it is, but that day, join us in praying again that God would change our hearts, that we would desire him, that we would see him as the most beautiful, important thing in our lives, and that as he does that, that he would just draw people to him. Would you ask God to use you? One of the things I really have found the most in my life is this, if you ask God to bring opportunities, he will, but are we looking for them? Last week, Andy talked about this a little bit, but also give to the lost. Again, where we give our money, where we put our treasure is often what our heart is passionate about. So I give to Kingdom Builders. It's our missions fund here at the church. It helps us to, to bring people to Jesus, but I also want to encourage you to do this. Look for ways to bless people who don't know Jesus individually. This week around you, is there someone in your life who may not know God who may be struggling? Bring them food, send them money, love them, show them Jesus. And 
and yeah, it may cost us, and yeah, they may never decide to follow Jesus, but again, that's not on us. It's just obedience. Invite people. Again, use your mouth. Talk. Speak up. Invite. Use social media. Send texts. Uh, you'll see this slide now. It takes 20 interactions sometimes for people to finally decide to follow Jesus. And people won't get there if you don't open your mouth. You may be number one. You may be number 10. You may be number 20. But... The more that we speak, the more interactions we have with people that point them towards Jesus. You also can't mess it up with sharing your faith unless you're mean. That's really the only way you can is if you're mean. Because if you think that it's about your success when you share your faith, when it goes well, you're going to think it's you. And when it doesn't, failure is going to go to your heart too. Again, all that this is about is us pointing people to Jesus. They may come to know him, they may not, but it's our obedience. Be yourself. Be passionate about what Jesus has done in your lives. And today, know this, being awkward is better than being disobedient. I'm a very awkward person, and a lot of times when I try and have these conversations, they're incredibly awkward. But it's better for me to be a little awkward and to be obedient than it is to be disobedient. Take what you have and who you are and love people well. Imagine the impact we could have on this town, we could have on this region, if we all lived our lives this way. That God transforms and shapes our hearts. And as he does, we're passionate about the things that he's passionate about. And we get this mission of reconciling people back to God again. Back to my list of passions from the beginning. See, our passions sometimes aren't bad. Again, it's just what's most important in our lives. I really got into playing Pokemon Go, but it was crazy. You, you need people to be able to win these raids and to be able to catch the high-end Pokemon. And so... There was a group of people we would travel around, mostly Ewing and Lawrence in that area, to different places to do these. And over time, I built relationships with these people. I got to share about who Jesus was and, and my job and what I did. They were all fascinated by the, by the youth group that I ran. And then we got to have conversations about it. And again, I don't know if any of them came to know Jesus or not. But I was obedient. I used something that I was passionate about and the relationships that it brought to share who I was and what God was doing in my life. That's what sharing our faith looks like. Today as we close, if you're watching and you've never made the decision to follow Jesus before, today is your chance. Maybe you're here because someone invited you. Maybe you're here and you just stumbled on this by accident. Even if you don't know Jesus today, know this. The reason we talk about this, the reason that maybe someone invited you is because we believe that the gospel is alive and moving and powerful. We believe that Jesus is, is everything to us. And so because of that, we invite you today. Make that decision and say, Jesus, I've fallen short. I make mistakes, but I trust your death, your resurrection will bring me hope and forgiveness and meaning and purpose. If you make that decision, there's a link that says, I've decided to follow Jesus. Click that and let us know. We have next steps for you. We would love to walk that journey with you. And today, if you do follow Jesus, 
pray, give, invite, love people well. Let God transform your heart, your passions, that we would share God's heart of reconciliation to the world around us. I want to close just with a prayer of commissioning. And as I do, I want to read Romans 10. It says this, How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Today, you are sent to bring the good news to those around you. Let's close in prayer. Jesus, today, we thank you for who you are and just for the work that you do in our lives. Jesus, today, would you just change our passions and our hearts to the things of you? And God, as we do that, I just pray this commissioning prayer that everyone watching today, God, is sent. And as they go out, use them, work in their lives, give them a story to share and to tell, give them boldness, open doors for them. God, will people come to know Jesus through the people who are watching this today because of their obedience. In your name I pray, amen. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this encourages you to take your next steps in your faith journey with God. You can check us out more on connectchurchnj.com. Have a great day.